0: Welcome everyone to Squared Circle Rewind Podcast. I'm your host Jesse and I will be joined shortly by Dave and Ben. Today for episode 159 we are reviewing WWF Wrestlemania 14 with the main event of Stone Cold Steve Austin facing Shawn Michaels for the WWF title with Mike Tyson as a special guest enforcer. We're also going to have Body Slam which is going to give our top 5 dream matches for a Supercard between WWE, New Japan Wrestling, and AEW, and we're also going to have Beneficial Facts, which is the top 5 things in regards to the pay-per-view, and the top 5 things that happened on the pay-per-view date in history. Enjoy! Hey guys, how's it going? Fantastic, you. Good, good. Ben, how's it going? Jesus Christ, my
1: brain hurts right now thinking of this top five. Holy <laughs> crap! I racked,
0: I racked my brain over this one more than anyone we've ever done so far. Well, that that's a good start. I guess that's a good as good time of any to get into some body slam this week. Take it away, Dave.
2: All right. So as Jesse noted last week, uh, Okada mentioned that they should have like a super show involving AEW. New Japan Pro Wrestling, NWB, doing like a huge super show saying thank you to the fans, which basically allowed us to think, hey, let's book our top five favorite matches that we would want to see on this card with no holding back, no budget, like nothing. Just book what you want to see. And I have to agree with Ben. This was a hard one because the rosters are massive. We yes, find all of them. Like for example, yes. he has like 400 contracted superstars itself. So... Yep. <laughs> but hope, yeah, but But the
1: thing, the big question is, who do you leave out?
2: Right. Yeah. So my my top five are 40 man Royal Rumbles. Um... <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: well, I was thinking Think about Royal Rumble. I was thinking about. <laughs> it.
2: Like, and then who would you book to win? Right. So it's like, yeah, oh my god. Go. Yeah. Like there you go. There you go. So I feel it's best that we just get right into it because this might be a long conversation. So Jesse, you can go first because I believe Ben went first last time. Ben, all right. So I, love-
0: I had like just like you two, I had all kinds of trouble. Now I will say this is if a super card were ever to happen in the next year or two, obviously when? it would be it would be more than five matches obviously it would have yes yes it would have to be a two-night event and there'd have to be 10 matches each night you get 20 matches like it had to be a whole fucking thing it might even have to be a three-night event friday saturday sunday might have to be a whole fucking thing so i felt like i i got a lot of scribbles here because i was like oh i'm leaving off this guy but then i stopped and i'm like fuck i'm gonna be leaving off everybody exactly what i was doing you know like 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 Besides Dave saying you do five forty man rat uh, forty man Royal Rumbles, that's really the only way you can get everybody on. So, um, I did my card, and then I realized I forgot to put women on it, uh, which is a damn shame. So I didn't I have put a pre- any
1: on either, so don't feel bad, Jess.
0: Well, I have a pre-show match. <laughs> okay, because <laughs> I felt that. What? What's it for be, being forgotten
2: or being put in the pre-show because you were forgotten?
0: <laughs> it'd be a pre-show of a goddamn super card. Okay. So it'd be it's it a pity than, match. It's a pity match. It, it's a lot better than being on the pre-show of great balls of fire. I guess. Yeah. So the pre-show, I would have Sheeta facing Io Shirai facing Asuka. Oh, wow. That's actually kind of creepy. Yeah. That, that would be, that'd be a very, very, very good match. Very good match. Um, to open the show, if, if it had to be a five-match card, to open the show, <laughs> I would have Will Ospreay versus Pac. Okay. Be- because I feel like those two would tear the... Like, they would set the tone for the entire night. And it would be... Uh, it's a good heel versus face type matchup. And Pac can go with Will Ospreay. And, you know, and obviously... These five matches are. It's going to be a six-hour card because each guy is going to get forty <laughs> minutes for a match. Okay. Uh, my next match would be Daniel Bryan facing Zack Saber Jr. Uh,
1: yeah, that's Ooh. a good one.
0: Uh, I just and and obviously Daniel would have to to uh tap into his American Dragon persona to go toe to toe with Zack Saber. Could have it as a submission match too. You could, you could, but. You know, I didn't, want, um, I didn't want too many stipulations. So it's just going to be, it is what it is. Uh, now, and another thing, too, is that in my card, Vince McMahon is not making booking decisions on this. So these guys are allowed to go, and they're allowed to do their thing. Uh, next match would be a, um, I'm calling this Death Match. And it, it, it's just a regular match, but it's Death because it'd be Walmart. Mortal Kombat rules? Nope. Well, oh. maybe. Maybe Walter <laughs> facing John Moxley facing Naito. Ooh.
2: so yeah. so you basically say you don't like John Moxley or Naito?
0: Basically, okay. <laughs> basically. And I know John Moxley and Naito are, are going to be having a match here in the in in yep. in the upcoming. But I just think Walter can work with almost anybody, and his style fits with those two guys. So that would be a hell of a match. Uh, and then the semi main event, I had to put a tag match in. It's a fatal four way tag match. Uh, the young bucks facing the gorillas, gorilla of gorillas of destiny, the lucha bros, and undisputed era. Uh, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly.
2: Okay, that's a that's a match, that's That's a a 60 minute time limit.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and then the main event is also a fatal four way because I don't know why the fuck not (laughs) Kenny Omega facing Kota Ibushi facing AJ Styles facing Finn Balor. Yeah. And that's a, that there's no time limit on that. Those guys can go for fucking six hours. I don't care. Let's have it. Uh, And obviously I left off a ton of guys. I left off Seth Rollins. I left off Hangman Adam page. I left off Okada Uh, just like, I, I don't like, there's just there's, there's too many to pick from. There's just way too many to pick from. Uh, I just think for my personal enjoyment, these matches would, would be off the charts uh, good. And I also tried to make I tried to make my card diverse in the styles where Osprey and Pac would be more high-paced. Brian and Zack Sabre Jr. would slow it down. Then we'd get a, uh, like Walter, Moxley, and Naito would, would just beat the shit out of each other. Then you get a tag team match, so it's a little bit different. And then that, that fatal four-way main event would be would be out of this world. So that is my card. And I don't want to do an exercise like this again because this was too hard for me.
1: <laughs> oh, geez. That's... All right, Ben, let's hear yours. Okay. Being brought to you from Madison Square Garden. Oh, th- were we supposed to do it oh. No, no,
0: you didn't have to, but I just okay. decided to anyways because well, I wanted to put a little the... flavor on there. Mine's at the now-defunct Calgary Corral. I'd be charging a million dollars a ticket. Because <laughs> it can okay. only hold like 600 people.
1: <laughs> so from Madison Square Garden is AEW, WWE, and New Japan Pro Wrestling bringing to you Survivor Series 2020.
0: One. Well, oh, this is in the past.
1: Oh, sorry. 2022. Okay. I <laughs> know. So, I have. Whoa, um, I have some, that... uh I have some other. Pay- like you, Jesse, I had a bunch of scribbled notes, and I put twenty twenty <laughs> with um another note here. Yeah, sorry. So, anyways, <laughs> back
0: to the future, man.
1: So, uh, holy fuck! Like I have like Vince and Tony Collins money to spend here. I spent a gajillion dollars on <laughs> this, and I went fucking insane with this.
0: ATM Eric, hey, just spending money, not even Karen. Jeez. Okay, the opening match. I got Zach Saber Jr.,
1: Will Ospreay, Orange Cassidy, Rey Mysterio, and Daniel Bryan teaming up. To take <laughs> on, to take on the inner circle. Wow. Okay. Okay. That's the opening match. Okay. <laughs> uh, next. I have the Gorillas of Destiny teaming up with the Usos and Roman Reigns to take on Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, Samoa Joe, Okada, and Drew McIntyre. All right. Um I'm next one Samoa Joe is
0: Joe's healthy by that point, obviously. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm
1: pretending like everyone's 100% here oh, right okay. now. All right. Um, and uh number 3 and third match is a triple threat street fight with Mick Foley as the special guest referee. John Moxley versus Seth Rollins versus The Fiend. Oh, jeez. okay. Okay, and uh, th- this one's this one's fun. Uh I, I went a little outside the lines on this one, but the payoff I think would be awesome. So I've got The Hurt Business bringing in, um, uh, reuniting with like Kenny King because um, um, MVP and Bobby Lashley both have like a history with Kenny King. So they're kind of bringing Mm -hmm. them on to make like a five-some kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And they're taking on The New Day, all three members, teaming up with R-Truth, teaming up with their mystery partner. And their mystery partner is...
0: Oh, I was going to guess John Cena. Damn it!
1: And uh, John Cena would have been all right too.
0: <laughs> no, no response. No, nah, he would
1: have been. He would have been good too. But uh, they're no, teaming so... up with The Rock okay. I mean, the new and... day in our truth is playing off The Rock coming out would just be entertaining
0: as in itself. And The Rock would not be advertised for this event. No. he would be. He would be a surprise, and then the crowd would go batshit. Okay, yeah. Okay. Okay. And the Hurt Business
1: and uh, Kenny King, they'd all just be like, "Oh, what the fuck."
0: Okay. <laughs> okay.
1: And uh, my main event is um, the Undisputed Era, teaming with Finn Balor, to take on Kenny Omega, the American Nightmare Cody, AJ Styles, Kota Ibushi, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, that'd be a good one. Jesus,
0: That would be a good one.
1: That would be good. No no expense. <laughs> <laughs> no spared expense on this one. And then and I mean I would have the reason I did a Survivor series is I would have like follow ups as well. Like I like I would play in like a WrestleMania card with this kind of shit too.
0: Oh jeez. Oh, that wow. is
1: not I our sh- top five next week, because
0: no i'm not doing this again <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jesus. oh my gosh, so I guess it's my turn now eh? Mm-hmm. did did you uh ben when when Jesse was talking, did you find yourself urged to change some matches because you had some memories or some ideas kick in?
1: Oh, at least three or four times yeah. every match
2: well, this sucked for me because I heard both of you guys talking, so I had all these like new ideas. <laughs> Like, oh,
0: well, even when Ben said Samoa Joe and I'm like, I completely forgot about him because <laughs> he's been hurt, you know, and I'm like, oh, shit.
2: Now, I-, I did not write this down from opening to main, but I can definitely do that right now. So I would definitely kick off my show with Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak versus Sack Sabre Jr. and Kenta.
0: Okay. All right. okay.
2: That would be a- an opening.
0: Not the deal with or the- Tommy?
2: No, no. He was okay. injury prone. Okay, gotcha. Um cool. Followed by Will this is why I said this is creepy. Followed by Will Osprey versus A Kid versus Pac. Oh. Uh, I don't know if you guys are too familiar with A Kid, but he's the NXT yep, know, U- yeah. Heritage Cup. He's freaking amazing. Yeah,
1: he is good. I've seen some of his work.
2: He's, he's my superstar of the year in real life, to be honest, for 2020. Okay, now this next one is for the uh Money in the Bank tag title shot. So basically oh. These three teams will be fighting in a ladder match. Winners will be getting a take to shot for their promotion.
0: That's a good idea. Yeah.
2: Uh, Young Bucks, which I believe are the current champs.
0: Yeah, so that, that doesn't make sense, but oh, okay. I totally forgot that they just won them. Say, yeah. All right, so FTR. Nice.
2: Uh, FTR. <laughs> <laughs> I had a backup plan. FTR versus Usos versus O'Reilly and Fish.
0: All right, all right.
2: Uh, Main event, okay. So this one is going to be a reunion of the Shield, which will be Jon Moxley, Seth Rollins, and Roman Reigns. Taking on Finn Balor, AJ Styles, and Kenny Omega.
0: Okay, which is like a reuniting of the Bullet Club leaders?
2: Yeah, and I missed a match. I missed a match. Okay, so semi main event. (laughs) This is why I should have wrote this down in order before I did Mm -hmm. this. All right, semi main event, John Cena versus Okada versus Jericho for like the the face of the promotions. okay. cuz when, when when I think of New Japan I think of Okada. Mhm. Of AEW I think of Jericho, when I think of WWE I think of Cena. Um so I think it's safe to say that we all didn't 100% complete this till tonight. Because I, could,
0: I completed this this afternoon, but it was a pain in the ass to do, I'll tell you that.
2: It it's you feel bad, like you feel like oh I can do this instead or I can do this mm-hmm. instead. And even though you got your five, you're still not satisfied. Yeah, I, I love could have done a top twenty. No, to yes, like I need yeah. at least
0: ten matches. I could have, I could have done a two night card. Yeah, you know, uh, like as I was putting this together, I was like, oh, Drew McIntyre. Like I really like Drew McIntyre, but I'm like, well, tough bananas, dude. Well,
2: he has you COVID know? now, so you he, got may not really now, go. so
0: you're you're off anyways. You know, fuck you, Keith. Oh jeez, Keith Lee. You know, that's, that's another guy that I really like, and I'm just like, ah, crap. You know.
2: Like when you mentioned, uh, your I think it was you, Jesse, that mentioned uh, John Moxley, Walter, and Nito. I was like, Oh, where's Ishi? Yeah, right, right. Like, Ishii would have would fit so much better for Walter and Moxley, I feel. But I was like, But Nito is also a good pick.
1: Yeah, I had yeah. Nito Nait- oh. in like two matches, and then I scratched him out, put him in another one, and I scratched him out completely. So, yeah, I know, like. It's like I said. Who do you leave out? Exactly. Exactly. Oh
2: my God! Can we move on to beneficial facts Shh. now? Yes, yes please. Yes, this was can. stressful.
1: <laughs> my my facts took like a fraction of the time, a, frac- like, a fraction of the week compared to this uh, top five. Who who came up with this top five, anyways?
0: Jesse. Fucking no. Jesse. No. <laughs> I I just said is like, did you guys hear about O'Connor mentioning <laughs> that? And then Dave's like, ha, 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 wouldn't it be fun? <laughs> yeah, oh,
1: oh, oh yeah, that was fun. So yeah. um,
2: it was a tag team a uh, situation. Jesse inspired <laughs> it, and I just fell through with it. Yeah, and I'm yeah. just
1: sitting in the back going, oh, fuck, I gotta go with this. <laughs> so WrestleMania 14, DX rated, took place on March 29th. 1998 at the Fleet Center, now the TD Garden in Boston, Massachusetts in front of 19,028 fans. The tagline was the greatest pay-per-view attraction of all time. Can I stop you there? Uh,
0: why yes? why did they do X-rated? Like like they're rating the place? Why not X-rated?
1: There's a lot of why not do this instead of this in wrestling? I, I
0: just I never like I was looking <laughs> I was looking at that tagline and I'm like I don't understand it. Yeah, like like the way the X rated to me means that they're going to be rating the show, and I'm like the like your leader is in the fucking main event. You're not rating anything. Yeah, you're you're the card. So, I was just confused by that. Go on, man. <laughs> just trying to follow the momentum
1: of DX, I guess, yeah, I in guess. some way, and shove it in the thing somehow. I don't know. But yeah. um, commentary is done by Jared the King Lawler and Jim Ross. So, WrestleMania 14 did a 2.3 pay-per-view buy rate at 730,000 pay-per-view buys with a live gate of $1,029,230. With 273,000 done in merchandise sales.
0: So that wow. that, that Livegate, that's for, that's for in house like ticket sales, or yep. is that including pay per view sales? That's, that's Livegate. Okay. Do you know how much money they brought in from pay per view for like 730,000 buys? Like, how much money would that be? Like, are we thinking oh, what is. So 730,000. Sorry, I'm doing math here. Uh, what do we think it was back then? Uh, probably, was about, let's, uh, 60 let's bucks.
1: Say, let's say 30 bucks.
0: You think, no, it's got to be more than, because it wasn't 19, in your 1998, house?
1: 1998, I can tell you right now, it was like $30 for a pay-per-view. Because I remember,
0: because right, uh, we'll go my we'll,
1: cronies used to get them every month.
0: We'll go, we'll go, um, we'll go, uh, uh, yeah, we'll go with the 30. So that would be uh, $21.9 million. There you go.
2: That's nothing.
0: <laughs> but, Brett
1: said, but Brett Hart said the company was in financial peril.
0: shit yeah i think he
1: was uh a little on that one
0: that's uh that's a holy shit wow wow okay wow 23 million from one fucking pay-per-view jesus christ wrestlemania 14 has the
1: second highest pay-per-view buy number in the company's history at this point and it's the highest pay-per-view buy number since WrestleMania Five. Spoiler: those pay-per-view numbers, uh, those pay-per-view buy numbers, will be obliterated in due time, possibly hmm. within, within a year from now. Um, from nineteen ninety-eight. Just saying. I don't want to give too much away here. Um, this is the Rock and Roll Express's only WrestleMania appearance, and Shitty. up until I watched the first match, I had no clue that they had ever been in a WrestleMania. They were in that match. I didn't yes. see them at all. Yes, they were. <laughs> they were in the Team Battle Royal. I was just like, Holy my shit. God. I didn't the see Rock and Express have a okay. WrestleMania moment.
0: Um, oh, so with the 730,000 buys, sorry, going back to that. 50, Jesus. Okay, we've moved on, Jesse. <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry. Like, This is how my brain works. I just got to like, wrap my head around it. That's not like 730,000 uh, households, is it? That's just what they think is watching. Do you know? Um,
1: from what I said, it's I. My, you know,
0: sort. I'm gonna, I I'm gonna say sources
1: because I'm gonna be you know questioning. Like that, I'm Dave. gonna
0: Google that later, and then next next uh, next episode, I'll come with how they figure out buy rates. Because I just like 21 million is is it, it seems high to me. So that seems that seems high. Well, trust me, they, they the numbers are gonna grow within the next couple of years.
1: So yeah.
0: Hmm. Okay, sorry, go on. Maybe it's just shocking
1: because, you know, they've been in, like, Mobile, Alabama, drawing 5,000 fans at some other shows they've uh, recently been doing.
0: Yeah, so Rock and Roll Express were in that match. Like, were they in for long? Not really. (laughs) Oh, okay.
1: But the Rock and Roll Express have a WrestleMania moment.
0: There you go. And I had no fucking clue until I watched that match. there. (laughs) according to Jesse, they weren't even there. So, you know, there it is. Stone Cold was the last man to ever hold and wear the Winged
1: Eagle belt. Rightfully so. Mm -hmm. Until they came out with the new one uh, the next night on Raw. And uh, Triple H is the first wrestler in WrestleMania history to have a live performance of his theme during his walk to the ring. Yeah, he was the second man ever.
0: Same show. And and let me tell you, they fucking sucked. Well,
1: they actually. (laughs) performed the um, I think they performed the American the Beautiful before the show and apparently they were told to sound shitty to actually get some heat on them because their DX is banned so DX has a shit ton of heat except DX is the hottest thing in the industry right now I don't know whoever,
0: whoever told them that needs to be fired because that is like oh huh? my god that that,
1: that that seems so
2: counterproductive we're gonna hire you to sound good but then tell you to sound Bad.
0: Yeah, yeah, because we need to get what? more we heat. heat. We need heat. We <laughs> need more heat. Like, if you want oh, heat, yeah. send out Jeff Jarrett like they did. Fuck being hired for concerts. We need heat. Heat. Oh, my God. What a bad band. Holy shit. And,
2: and, and, Ben, did you, I heard that one of the bandmates or the singer is Triple H's brother. Is there any validity to that or truth? But that's really? what I heard.
1: Oh, oh okay, yeah. hold on. Yeah. let's, let's, Let's do some Googling here. Band that plays... Google to Google. dx theme. Let's see. I, I've never heard that one. The Chris Warren Band.
0: No, I don't think... I don't think they're...
1: Doesn't... Does not seem... Okay.
0: That's all one though. to I've heard it a couple of times. I think that might have been one of those things. People hating on Triple H and be like, the, the only reason that band was there is because it was his brother. That kind of thing came up with uh, god damn okay, okay anyways here's five things twitter, that happened on mark is... 29th in wrestling history i was gonna say that's not even twitter that's that's just wrestling dirt sheets yeah you know shit. Uh, i i I'll, I'll say his name <laughs> Meltzer. oh i'm sorry excuse me well, i don't he even make... know if, i don't even know if uh um, <clears throat> melzer would even
1: would even print that shit
0: you know what? That guy's been taking pot shots and making assumptions about Hogan his like his entire life. I would if he doesn't like you, he's gonna take pot shots at you. That's it. Well, that doesn't
1: work for me, brother. Um, <laughs> Fuck. So in 1939, Steve Casey defeated Gus Sonnenberg for the AEWa Heavyweight Title. I
2: was there for that.
1: Yeah, great match. In person, then. baby. <laughs> Got in for got in for a penny. My uh, popcorn was uh, five cents. Um, yep. In 1987. Wait, wait, wait. Th- you you wait, paid wait, a penny for the ticket. Do you want now? God damn it! <laughs> Don't no.
0: You were gonna pay five times the amount as your ticket for, for popcorn? Night. Yeah,
1: that's how bad I was at math back then. Um, Holy shit! <laughs> so, can I talk about 1987 now? No, what? I need what to gra- I need I... to
0: grasp how bad you are at He's fucking money. Fucking
1: ben. I, got that, ben. I got that backwards. So most to <laughs> have said my ticket cost five cents. My popcorn was one cent.
0: That makes more ben sense.
1: Ben. Okay, I got it backwards. My apologies.
2: Ben, ben how was the buy rates for that PPV, though?
0: <laughs> well, Steve Casey and Can, and can you give of me your, the math um... and how much dollars that was,
1: <laughs> Well, if you <laughs> stood by your... Uh, you know the the what was the fucking record player that had the big like freaking microphone right next to it? What the fuck did
0: they call those? <laughs> oh, that was a uh, Jesse. Uh, I feel like where that the name is escaping me.
2: I I feel like where that that one guy. How was this guy
1: weigh? <laughs> <laughs> how much
0: does that guy weigh? Ben's getting so frustrated. Can't even tell us facts. Hey, how much does this guy weigh?
1: So in 1987. <laughs> <laughs> WrestleMania 3 takes place in front of 93,000 fans. I don't, and I've, I've talked about those pay-per-view buy rates in the past. <laughs> I don't remember them uh, off by hand. Where we'd see Hogan slam Andre and Steamboat versus Savage for the IC title, still regarded as one of the greatest matches ever. Damn right. In 1999, on Nitro, from Toronto, in Canada. Canada is one of three countries that makes up North America. Billy Kidman and Rey Mysterio defeat Dean Malenko and Chris Benoit to win the WCW Tag Team titles. Oh, Save that one the, the From East Rutherford, New Jersey. Goldust defeats the Road Dog to win the Intercontinental title. Huh. And... In twenty fifteen, at WrestleMania 31 in Santa Clara, Seth Rollins cashed in his money in the bank contract to win the WWE title during the main event between Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns.
0: With the longest Love that. with the longest sprint in history to get down to that fucking ring. He was like, damn he fast like, though. Oh my god. Like I, I when he got in, I'm like, he's gotta be blown up, man. He's gotta be just like Oh my god, that was a sprint. We well, only had to do one move, so fuck it. that's all he could do he's like listen guys if I need to run that 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 aisle way uh, you're getting one move out of me and that's it so can somebody drive me no I gotta run okay Hey, (laughs) does anybody got those Wrestlemania 3 carts lying around that can just drive me down or what's going
1: on And the same night Ronda Rousey would judo throw Triple H over her shoulder and would subsequently whoop his ass and these have been your beneficial facts this week Jesus freaking Christ, I need to come up with a freaking device that reaches through the phone and strangles you people. You ready, Ben? (laughs) (laughs) Sticking a sip of water. Yeah, go ahead.
0: (laughs) Okay, now that Ben's all fired up for the pay-per-view, the first match of the evening is a 15-team battle royal with the Rock and Roll Express in it, which I didn't know. Uh, and it's over the top. Uh, once one, te- one member of the team gets eliminated, the whole team's got to go. And it's for the number one contenders for the tag team titles at the next pay-per-view. And Legion of Doom wins the whole thing at eight minutes and 19 seconds. Dave, Whoa. With us. Shocking.
2: I know okay, they was a surprise so, team. All right. I've said it many times before. My favorite Sonny is this one. Yeah, baby. Uh, for the LOD entrance, I gave it an A+. plus. Um however for the, <laughs> match, the yeah, match now we're was, back
1: to earth good <laughs> yeah exactly uh,
2: the match itself was a was a shit show to be honest yes there was, there was points where people were eliminated but then allowed back in there was yeah. okay so it's supposed to be one tag team from stables correct like there's supposed to be just one tag team but yet nation no. nation had four people in the match
0: no they didn't say it was supposed to be from one stable did they? Well, I, I,
2: common sense, it would. Like, Nation of the Nation has four people in the match. Did they, yeah. Yeah. Say it, did
1: they actively say it on the pay-per-view, though?
2: No. You that's can't assume that. But that's never stopped us before from things that make no sense.
1: That's true. That's Half true. the things right? you say don't make sense.
2: Because... But yet I'm still on the podcast, Ben.
1: <laughs> yeah, because you, yeah, because you makes keep a talk talking really lawyer to be freaking hired back on. So we can't fire you. We need stronger grounds. Dave, well, Dave now you a, know
0: where i stand. um, Dave makes a good point though. Like if it ended up with the two nation of domination teams at the end, like does, does one team just hop over the top rope and like <laughs> give it to the other <laughs> one? Like... Well, no, it, it would be a double finger poke of doom over the top rope. Yeah, baby. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I saw that. I was like, why is there four members of L, uh, nation of domination? This makes no sense already. Uh, yeah. To further the situation, Jesse didn't even know Rock and Roll Express were in the match, which just shows you how much of a shit show it was. That they did random everywhere.
0: They, they didn't give us any entrances for the all the teams. We all, all we got was LOD. They
2: were the surprise entrant,
0: and I'm just like, did they seriously do 14 entrances, like in, in, like dark entrances, on a WrestleMania?
2: Yep. Yep. I was like,
0: what the <laughs> fuck are we doing here? So not only.
2: Is this the only Rock and Roll Express Wrestlemania Wrestlemania uh, Wrestlemania air quote moment? They got no entrance. They weren't showcased really. They had no moments whatsoever. And I was like, "This is a sham because you have Rock and Roll Express in the match, and no showcase of them. Yeah. You had you had this wannabe version of Minute Express. Um, we had." Uh, too cool. I don't know if that's if that was a called at this point. They are not they, they called, that called at this they point. They're called
1: too much. Oh, okay. Too, too much. Up. Okay. Well, this match was too much. I gave it a D. <laughs> ben. All right. So, like Dave was kind of saying, there's way too much happening to fully pay attention to every single little thing that's happening in the ring for the first half of the match, at least. Um, okay. Sunny as LOD's manager. Love as it. Easy as easy at, on the eyes as her outfit was. Okay, yes. with you on that. Yes. Not to be too much a devil's advocate here, but Paul
0: Ellering returning would have been way better. Yeah, but they're they're not paying Paul Ellerling. They're paying Sunny. They're trying to get uh, they're trying to get um, value out of her contract. Uh huh. At this yeah, time, I can
1: I can see they're trying to. You know, with her falling in holes uh, and rings that have yellow tape around, right? do not step in the hole. Right? Anyways.
0: And I'm pretty sure she's gone,
1: like, in, in, like, two months here.
0: She's not
1: around much longer.
0: Yeah, she's gone in May or June, and, and she's gone from WWF, so.
1: Yes. Um, LOD taking off all their gear took almost as long as Undertaker's entrance. <laughs> yes. Just, just saying. Um the new midnight express <laughs> joke they're like, new well yeah yeah they're new but uh you know shit is have, sometimes new too
0: they should have brought out the new foundation and the new rockers too the new rockers too what the new like as also, well <laughs> as well <laughs> They should have brought out the new foundation and the new rockers as well. Oh, okay. Midnight Express. (laughs) The new rockers, too. It's like, oh, redundancy at its best. (laughs) Ben's so mad at me. He's not letting me get away with anything now (laughs) because of my buy rate comment. I just wanted to know what it meant, Ben. That's all I want to know.
1: Well, I don't know. You haven't yet asked me that yet. So I'm going to have to step up my game for the next show. Um, Mark Henry thinks we wouldn't notice him being eliminated through the second rope. Yep. Thank you for saying that you saw that spot because I would have felt really stupid had you actually, actually, you would have looked really stupid had I actually said that thing and you would have been like, what, he was? Mark Henry is just like, fuck this, I'm getting out of this match, <laughs> I'm done with this. Um, I love the pop for LOD, but yep. Hawk is still noticeably struggling, even with the time off. I I, I
0: mean, did you guys see that? I couldn't see shit in this match, to be quite honest. Well, I, mean, I saw you, him. Let's
1: cleared out a little bit. And you saw, yeah, the LD. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Hawk just looks like he's he's just a step behind now.
1: Well, I mean, Animal at least looked like he uh, lost some weight. He'd been in the gym and training a little bit. He actually uh, slid down a little bit. I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, LOD one, <laughs> not predictable at all. Um, some good energy from the crowd in the end, but lots of what the fuck going on in this match. I gave it a D.
0: I also gave it a D. Let me give you the highlights. Kick, stop, punch. Kick, stop, punch. Kick, stop, punch. Thanks for coming we out. We will out. Be. <laughs> Like, I'm watching this, and I'm just like, people hate on, like, the Audrey the Giant Battle Royals because they think they're useless, and WWE's kind of booked it that way. But this also, this was, like, the earliest I could tell, like, let's get all these people on the card for a payday because they knew they had something with Austin, Tyson, and Michaels. They knew the payday was going to be good, so let's get some guys on the card so they get a nice payday. That's what this was. Uh, the crowd loved it, though. The crowd were hot for LOD, so you can't really can't really fault them for that, but I, I no. gave it a D. Next match, we got Taka Michinoku facing Agu- Aguila. Did I say that right? Aguila. 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 Yeah uh for the light heavyweight title talk is the champ going in and he retains by pinfall five minutes and 57 seconds ben what were your thoughts
1: all right i got some got some good ones here okay um aguila's outfit looks like uh Huventu guerrero's old outfit had a one-nighter with a unicorn and nine months later out came aguila's outfit
0: maybe maybe Huvi had to lose the mask so so i so so aguila could take it and and, and change it for his attire for Mania. Uh,
1: Taka also forgot to take his tights out of the laminating machine. <laughs> um. Okay. No. Di- well, I shouldn't say this now. I've already disrespected Aguila. But no disrespect to Aguila. <laughs> <But, laughs> um,
0: <should> I- <laughs> what you should say Horse is no further. Before th- the cart. Before the no. cart. <laughs> no further disrespect to Aguila. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ.
1: But I mean, with this kind of match, with the viewership that's on it, you're trying to get the title off the ground with a light heavyweight title and everything. Wouldn't this have been a great opportunity to have Jushin Thunder Liger come in and make a, a shot with WWF?
0: Yeah, bigger name for sure would have would have
1: benefited. Yeah, like Liger and Michinoku would have had a really really good match. I thought,
0: um, and they worked together in yeah. Japan
1: a lot at this point too. I believe
0: hmm they still but, only got they still would have only gotten six minutes though they like McMahon wouldn't have cared yeah yeah They'd I guess like, they need all you? that yeah they six need minutes. all
1: of uh that time for uh Triple H's brothers band to play um yep. some good high spots in this uh Taka does an excellent cross by the outside which is one of his uh, coup de grace moves um Taka and both Aguila and Taka do some nice looking moonsaults in the match but too much stalling and too much stop-and-go in this, which I thought hurt the pace and the energy of it. I, I, I gave the match a D. Dave?
2: All right. So when I first saw Augula, I thought of psychosis right away.
0: Oh, yeah. I, just, yeah.
2: I just immediately thought of psychosis. Didn't think of Hoovy, but definitely psychosis. Um, nice corkscrew plancha to the outside. Um, but there were some timing issues throughout the whole match. Yeah. It felt like, like comparing this to the previous matches that Taka has had, this was not good. Yeah. Okay. So there's a spot where Aguila on his back. Takas on the top rope. Aguila's knees are up even before Taka is placed to jump. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? Uh, I get the match of D. Like it just,
1: oh. Taka is the only good light heavyweight title match we've, or light heavyweight match we've really seen up until this point.
0: The, the crappy thing, too, is Taka at this time is like 21 years old or something like that. And Aguila is 19, I think uh, Jim Ross yep. said. So, like, they're pretty young for this kind of moment, you know. And I think it got a little bit big, but I thought it was fine. I gave it a C. I don't know. Like, it was. Can I ask you, can I yeah. ask you
2: guys why haven't we had a payoff between Brian Christopher and Taka yet? Well, Everybody, it might
0: not have happened on pay per view, though.
2: But wouldn't it want? But would you want it to be at Mania, considering every Taka match that he that we've seen, Brian Christopher is
1: involved.
0: Probably, but yeah, he needed, it would he, make sense. Listen, he needed to be in that 15 team battle royal. Yeah. <laughs> too much, right? The too much, you know. Too much going uh, on. Taka hits the Michinoku Driver to win. Yep. So, uh, next matches is for the European title. We got Triple H facing Owen Hart, and Triple H is the champ going in. And he retains the title by pinfall at 11 minutes and 29 seconds. Dave, what were your thoughts?
2: Once they got started with all the whole debacle of China getting handcuffed and yada, yada, yada. China was getting thought...
0: handcuffed onto Sergeant Slaughter. Uh, that, yeah. It, just, yes.
2: it took so long to get to that. Um, I, I love the immediate aggression by Owen, though. Yep. Because one thing I can't stand, and I think we're all equal in this, is when you have such a build and a, you start locking up. Mm-hmm. Like it drives me bonkers, but this was a great, a great aggression from the start. I, I, I kind of felt the China thing was distracting from the match because it felt like the whole match was based on that. And yeah, the, it
0: really was. Yeah, it
2: just it, it, it totally just it distracted me a lot from the match. However, from what I did see in the match, I really enjoyed the transition that Owen did to the Sharpshooter, where he actually officially walked it in. Mm-hmm. That transition was so beautiful. I gave the match a C. Considering it was better than the previous two, but it still it wasn't the greatest.
1: Ben, okay, well, I gave the match a C as well, even though there's. Yeah, I'm just gonna go right into it. Um, China being handcuffed to Sergeant Slaughter was an excellent way to keep China out of the match. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that. Sergeant Slaughter's just not good at his job. Fuck, like. Like less, oh, actually, my first note here is uh, less weed smoking before playing instruments. Um, the match was okay. Wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. You don't tell people in a band to not smoke weed. That takes away their superpower.
1: Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay, do more crack then. Um, there you go. The match was okay. Owen being legit injured didn't help, though. Yeah. Um, yep. Uh, I mean it was a good story though in the during the match uh, again once Dave like Dave said once it got going actually um, Owen had a um, I think got his cast taken off like that day like only hours before the show Oh really yeah you could yeah. tell
0: he was favoring it
1: Yeah um Okay so I just I can't see past this fucking handcuff bullshit so China is handcuffs to sergeant slaughter who weighs twice as much as sergeant slaughter does or sergeant slaughter weighs twice as much as china so you mean to tell me that china can still sneak in a bag of powder blind slaughter still interfere in the match and slaughter B is basically non-effective whatsoever
0: yep that's right yep fuck
1: I mean, and she still and she can still knock Owen in the nuts and basically give the match to Triple H. Yep, and the cheering she gets is well deserved. I'm like, yeah, she should get cheered for that because <laughs> she was handcuffed to somebody that's, that's twice right her size, and she was still able to do this shit. That's Good right. for her, is what I said. And that's why Slaughter becomes a stooge later in the year as part of uh, McMahon's Corporation.
0: There you go. Uh, I gave the match a C also, uh, it started off, it started off slow, but I thought it caught its stride in the middle. Once, once like, it felt like once Owen could figure out, like he could go a little bit on his ankle, then you could see that the match kind of picked up pace and got better. Um, Owen threw a nice belly to belly to trips. That was, that was really well done. Uh, and, yeah, the finish was, as Ben said, uh to blind Slaughter with the powder and then hits a low blow on Owen and then Triple H hits the pedigree on Owen to win. Good job, Slaughter. Yep, Slaughter. Good job, Slaughter. He's out there for the for the people, people power. That brings us to the next match. It's a mixed tag match. We've got Goldust and Luna facing Mark Merrow and Sable. And Sable and Merrow win by pinfall at 9 minutes and 11 seconds. Ben, what were your thoughts?
1: Oh, boy. Um... Well, the last two out of three WrestleManias, Goldust has been involved in. He's been wearing lingerie. Yes. Yep, it is what it is. That's what we're at. Okay, however, the match had excitement to it, regardless of it being the opposite of smooth. But the energy the match had, he can't deny it. The crowd was really for sable. Hey, you know what? As long as the crowd is happy, I guess that's what you got to go with, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a mid ring collision in the match That Marrow and Goldust have That look terrible Um Marrow does do a nice looking top rope Her Karana I'll give him tons of credit for that That was really well done um, It's a good thing Luna was Able to uh, post Sell and bump the powerbomb For Sable Otherwise there wasn't a freaking prayer of that ever happening um, Awesome pop In the end and actually there is even um something i saw that if sable got hurt in the match luna would have been fired oh really yeah i, I don't know how true that is but i read that somewhere uh, i think i actually i think i read it from uh, what culture if i'm not mistaken huh. um awesome pop in the end again regardless of how you know crappy the i'll just say it the how, how crappy the match was um, the crowd loved it, and, I mean, that's what you want in the end. I still gave you the D, though. Dang. Okay. <laughs> After all that, he's like, you don't have to bad D. Oh, no, nah, I gave okay. it a D. Because it, 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 right. it was a shitty match. Like, I wasn't going ballistic for it like the crowd was.
2: The match quality was not the greatest. However, no,
1: that's what I mean.
2: Um, there was a huge pop for Sable when, when her and Luna fought, which made me realize that the fans could not care less about Mark Marrow and Goldust. Yep. Like they just did not care because we've but seen they the may Gold... as well
1: just teamed up and been in the battle royal,
2: <laughs> right? Uh, so Meryl hits a Meryl salt and basically DDTs himself. Yep, and the camera oh, just... yes.
0: and and the camera misses it.
2: Well, and the reason why this happened is he forgets how tall Goldust is. I'm like, why is he going for a Meryl salt when Goldus is standing? <laughs> and like, so when Meryl does the rotation on the salt, he's basically chin to Goldust's chest (laughs) and i'm like is he going for like a moonsault style ddt here like what is going on and then he spikes himself i'm like oh okay that was effective um okay so i gave the match a c the reason i gave it a c is because we finally see a match with a payoff Mm -hmm. we we get to see sable get her conductance on luna which the fans responded to greatly which i was like okay you know what the match itself wasn't good. It's pretty bad that the best interaction I thought were between Luna and Sable. Mm. There was less, there was least botches, missed time issues, but because the fans popped and we actually had to pay off, I'm like, you know what? I'll give it a C because it led to an actual finish.
0: I also gave the match a C. Sable is crazy over. Holy fuck! Is the yes. crowd is the crowd like for her? Um, the match I thought was fun, especially like the whole the build to get Sable in to get her hands on Luna. They did a good job with that, uh, but to me, Goldust looks like he's hurt or something. I think I've said this the last three pay per views for WWF. Uh, I don't know what's up with Goldust, but he just is not doing it for me. He looks he looks a step slow. He looks disinterested. He or hurt or something. Uh, he got my tool of the night, uh, just because I was just like, it's WrestleMania, and that's that's kind of what what I what we got from you. Like I was like, okay, that's. Sable hits the TKO on Luna to win, and the crowd goes batshit for it. Uh, And it made made me chuckle when Mark Merrill was like acting like he had won the match. That made me laugh a little bit. Um, Next match for the Intercontinental Title: The Rock facing Ken Ken Shamrock. Ken Shamrock. Ken Shamrock. (laughs) And The Rock is the champ going in, and he retains the title by disqualification. At 4 minutes and 49 seconds. Dave, what were your thoughts? So,
2: I thought I felt the Rock was doing very good at bumping and selling for Shamrock. Mm-hmm. Especially uh, the first kick that Shamrock hits on the Rock as they're hitting the ropes. That just... The way that Rock sold that kick to the jaw was beautiful. However, when uh, Shamrock takes the unprotected chair shot to the head... Oh, shit. Oh, boy. I... Legit fast forwarded because I like I said at ECW, I, I can't watch them no more. I just did you, did you watch the, uh,
0: did you watch the, you know, the hype videos that they do going into it? Did you watch yeah, the one yeah. from Raw? Yeah.
2: I missed that one.
0: Oh, so bef- before, don't the, watch they, it. Yeah. Before this match, they show, they show Rock and Shamrock on Raw, and Shamrock gets on his knees and asks Rock to hit him with the chair in the head. And Rock just winds up and fucking belts him. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, that's just awful. Oh, God. yeah.
2: So, don't so basically, it. so basically, this chair shot was, like, a homage to that one. So, I guess yeah. it kind of made sense to do it, I guess. But, like, after I saw that chair shot, I was completely disconnected from the match. Because I was just like, I can't do this anymore. Chair shots ahead just make me cringe. Um, I, I had to give it a D because I am just like, I can't do it. But then, you know, later on, uh, actually, in the next match, we see more of them.
0: <laughs>
1: uh Ben Okay So before the match started
0: It's Double J Again
1: Doing That's some right. announcements That's
0: right He's got to get on the card okay.
1: baby So let's recap So the Double J character sucked He leaves WWF Does a watered down version of Double J To Square Dance music And WCW mm-hmm. That sucks yes. He comes back to WWF as an even worse character to even worse music than his square dancing hoedown jingle that fails miserably. So now we are back to his terrible original double J character that began this whole tailspin of bullshit to begin with. Yep. You nailed it. Fuck. (laughs) Why haven't we learned? Uh, Learning's hard. Fuck. So rock and shamrock show awesome intensity for the first few minutes. Actually the whole match was intensity if now they think about it. Um love Shamrock making Rock tap out. It, Shamrock Rock, you can I mean you blend the two names together. It's hard to freaking not do that. Great pop from the crowd. The post match drama with the ankle lock was a great story told. Okay, now Farouk coming out, not helping The Rock. Well, now I don't feel bad for, for Farouk getting kicked out of the nation the following night on Raw. So you didn't help your team. So, yeah. I actually well, agree with them kicking you out.
0: But if you watch the, the promo package beforehand, The Rock hits Farouk with a chair. Remember? Like, he does the... Oh, he goes to right. hit And he, he shrugs his shoulders. It's like, eh, and hits Farouk anyways. So, you know, The Rock's the, the, the dickhead in this whole thing.
1: Well, can't they just talk it out?
0: No, they can't. All right. Nope. Okay.
1: Um, the chair shot the share mark, like Dave said. Yeah, I, uh, that's hard for me to watch you because you just you now you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, wait till we get to Royal Rumble 1999. Oh, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> um, I gave the match a C though. I just I love the energy. I love the intensity.
0: I gave the match a D, and this is why they did this finish at Royal Rumble. They did the exact same fucking finish at Royal Rumble. Shamrock gets DQ'd for holding on to the ankle lock and they do the exact same thing at WrestleMania. And I'm just like, why are we doing this again? You know, like uh we're not I like, see your point. Like is the is the crowd not allowed nice things? Can Steve Austin only have the big pop of the night? Like fuck. Like, I
1: mean you can't have can you not have shamrock win the title and then they have a rematch yeah. next time rod rocky gets it back like
0: yeah i like i don't know but it's just like it it annoyed me to no end um so yeah that that's why i gave it a d uh yeah shamrock made rock tap to the ankle lock but he uh shamrock refused to let it go and the decision was reversed stupid yeah like i was just like i've seen this it's been every single shamrock match since he came in like, roll the character, make some layers to it, you know, and they just haven't done that, and it's it's kind of annoying. Uh, next match is for the tag team titles, and it's a dumpster match. The way to win is to throw the team into a dumpster and close the lid. So it's basically, <laughs> it's basically a casket match, but it's a dumpster. We're not making this up to our listeners. We are not. We got Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie facing the New Age Outlaws. The New Age Outlaws are the champs going in. And Cactus and Chainsaw Charlie win the titles at 10 minutes and one second. Ben, what were your thoughts?
1: Okay, so didn't Terry Funk retire in
0: 1997? Uh, this was his 16th... 16th uh, Are we on uh, the 16th one? Okay, Yeah, this is his 16th uh, retirement match. So got he's it. only got about 100 more to go. Okay, this match from start to finish was fucking great.
1: <laughs> Funk and Jack were crazy as all hell. Uh, the out- the Outlaws had their A game and hung with these two really well, too. Uh, the dumpster spot were all, the like, all the spots were all brutal looking. Uh, the highlights for me were Billy and Cactus falling into the dumpster off of the ladder. That spot made
0: no sense, though. Why were they getting on a ladder? <laughs> That's what drove me insane about that spot. I was like, why I know, are you getting on a I know. Like, like I can totally tell you're doing this to make that spot happen. It's not organic within the match. Ah, uh, go on. I know, I know. The bump was crazy though. Got to give them bad props for taking that bump. But my God, well, especially Billy Gunn.
1: Yeah, because he you don't you don't see him doing this stuff ever.
2: Did you guys notice that when Billy hit that bump, he went fetal position?
1: Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, I did.
2: he's so tall he's so tall yeah he's like oh shit
1: (laughs) well smart um the outlaws bashing chainsaw jack with the trash bin lids that was i thought that was funny um terry
0: funk almost killing everybody while driving a (laughs) forklift I feel like out of the two of them, it should have been Cactus driving the forklift, but Terry got to it first. Terry is like stalling
1: it, And saying, "Hey, how come this <laughs> thing won't lift?" I'm like, "That's why you need a tutorial. That's why you need tutorials when before you drive equipment." Like in Oh my story. god, um, I, I love the finish. I thought it was kind of creative uh, within you know the means of the match. I gave it a B,
2: Dave. I can see that. Uh, the the bump from the ladder spot, I just said, made no sense. But it was a nice bump, I guess. It it got a pop. I like the small things. Like Rod uh, Roddy, what the hell? Road Dog.
0: Ah, uh, uh, hitting Roddy Dog, yes. <laughs> uh, when
2: when Road Dog hit the Russian leg sweep against the dumpster. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, the spot where... uh, had to go? Where Cactus was going to go do a senton to someone, but then Billy did a baseball slide to push road dog out of the yeah, way he,
0: he did a baseball slide kick and, and kick road dog out of the way so cactus ran into the yeah. dumpster. yeah
2: those small those spots mean the most to me because it's like oh that was very creative it wasn't just like a like this match was not an ecw hardcore match like there were spot there were spots where it made sense where it's like they built towards it and i love that uh, the announcement is Chainsaw Charlie, but the entire match, they call him Terry Funk.
0: Yeah, I think that was Jim Ross just being like, fuck it, he's Funk. That's, that's who we okay. Yeah. Okay. Because
2: I'm like, yeah. do I write down Chainsaw Charlie or do I write down Terry Funk? Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> it's like, he's using both names. The two uh, faces of I, Funk. I, yeah. <laughs> I was laughing so hard that I had to pause the match when Terry was driving the forklift, yelling, "I got this! I got this!" <laughs> like, he, he was going crazy, and he was yelling as if the forklift was going like eighty miles per hour, but it's going two. <laughs> it was like, oh my god, it was so comical when he like he put the pallet on top of the on top of the dumpster, and it was already fully uh, on top of it. And he was still like trying to push the thing down Yeah,
0: yeah. And he's like, I got it, I got it, I got it. <laughs> oh
2: <you> see. <laughs> match, um when when they went backstage I was very confused. I was like why are they going away from the dumpster? I didn't even think oh they probably not dumpster in the backstage. And it was so much fun to watch but then uh both of the who took the chair shots? Was it was the the New Age Outlaws to the chair? No, they they gave the chair shots to, to Terry and Ken uh, this Jack. Yeah. And yeah. And they didn't block it. I was like, can we please go back in time and block these chair shots?
0: Dave, you're you're gonna you're in for a rough four years oh, here, buddy. I'm like, not watching
2: any ECW or the last man's or the I quit match on ninety nine. I'm not watching them. I, I know what happens. <laughs> <laughs> uh this match though I, I did really enjoy it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought everything that they did made sense given they were in the in the I'm not gonna say the ring, but in the match with the funk and Jack, I gave it a beat.
0: I gave the see, I docked it for the ladder spot because it just drove me batty. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like that made no sense. Every other thing you did made sense. The forklift made sense. I got that. <laughs> I got why we're doing that. But to set up the ladder, I'm like, why? Why are we doing this? Um yeah, and and watching Chainsaw Charlie just like get all excited with the forklift, <laughs> that was some funny ass shit. What made me laugh too is they got them over the dumpster in the back to dump them in, and because the the forklift is is level, they were just there, and it's like they Road Dog and Billy had to kind of roll themselves <laughs> off the pallet to get into the fucking dumpster. That that made me chuckle. Um, next match, we got Kane versus the Undertaker. And in a surprise to nobody, Undertaker wins by pinfall at 17 minutes and five seconds. Dave, what were your thoughts?
2: Okay, so impressive strength by Kane on the electric chair drop spot. Yep. Yep. That was that was crazy because Taker was like – like you can tell both of them were like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> like Taker's like, I've never been on someone's shoulders before at this point, so I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Kane's like, you are surprisingly heavy. What the fuck are we doing? What
0: what <laughs> what that what that spot made me think of is have you ever seen those like I, I can't remember what show it was from the eighties, but it was like like Undertaker got up on the shoulders and then and then the, the TV show would pause it and be like, you may be wondering how how I got here. And and then it would go back and show you. That's what I thought when he got up there. Cause I was like, Well, like, I was like, so he confused there going like how the fuck did I get up here?
2: Like I was confused where Taker was going. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Like was he going for a like a poison rana? Was he going for a victory roll? Going for like, a Taker Corona. Like, yeah. Like of, I'm like Taker you have never done this before.
0: Why are you doing <laughs> Hey, the game? it's mania. You going- it's mania baby. You got to bring up <laughs> the all the big guns. You got to bring up the big big stuff. But I guess they're
2: like, you know what? How can we showcase Kane's true level of strength? Let's do this. Yeah. So that was Oh my god, that was crazy strong! I I, I love that they were distracting the referee for the the uh, step spot, and the referee gets hit with the steps. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and didn't didn't Paul Bearer trip on the steps? Yes. yes. And then, and then after the, the spot thing. happened,
2: after the spot happened with the ref getting like, "What the fuck happened with the shit ch- with the steps?" Because his reaction was genuine. Like he was like, "What just happened?" <laughs> I just had smoke with steps. What the hell? Yeah. And then after that. They go do a step spot with the ref watching. So I was like, what was the point of the ref being almost impaled? <laughs> to avoid it from happening, just to go do it again anyway. Uh, the table spot was beautiful. Yep. With, with Taker missing Kane and, and just being thrown onto the table. Oh, I really enjoyed that spot. I gave this match a C. I gave it a
1: C. that well, as you can follow up with after everything Dave said, I mean, those were most of uh, my notes. Uh, one note I have is this is the beginning of uh takers like death defying dives to the outside, whether he hits the floor or tables and misses every time
0: mm-hmm.
1: as we're going to see down the road. There's a few of them. No, no shortage of uh, theatrics in the beginning. Um, Kane tombstoning Pete Rose kind of puts Undertaker at a disadvantage working as a face. I don't know. Um...
0: I like, and Pete Rose came out and got like that, uh, that nuclear heat by like making the jokes about Buckner. That one made me chuckle, you know, Buckner got yeah. tickets to the event, but he, he yeah. couldn't bend down to pick it up. That made me laugh. Um <laughs> Uh, but all I kept on thinking is that, like, the Reds aren't rivals with the Red Sox. Like, why? No, no, they're not. You no? Know? I don't know. You okay um, over there, Dave?
1: It's, it, yeah, it's, yeah, not okay. like, and it's not like the Red Sox ever beat the Reds or vice versa for the World Series, so... Yeah, it's just
0: 100 I agree. <laughs> I'll send you well, a I'll send you a link of the Buckner thing and then you'll understand the uh the reference Pete Rolls is making. But I mean <laughs> overall overall this wasn't that I don't think it was that great of a match,
1: but I mean it had it some good moments. Um the near falls with Paul Bear's uh, reactions were all really well done. Um I, I did like that Taker had to hit three tombstones to beat Kane, makes Kane look pretty strong. Um yeah, like, I mean, I was kind of just sitting there going, okay, this kind of looks like, um, almost looked like it was attempted choreography, but it all went bad. Does that make sense?
0: Like the entire match or just some spots?
1: Ah, just spots. Like it just,
0: it didn't seem, uh, I don't know, it didn't feel organic. You know why? Because I think Kane was blown up. I think the match was too long. The match should have gone about 12 minutes, max. Well, wearing that mask for that long, old boy. Um, but that extra, like, five five minutes in the middle is Kane fucking doing rest holds with the Undertaker to get his breath back. Yeah. You know?
1: Like, it's just, I don't know, like, I just, I, I just felt a lot missing from this match. But, I mean, uh, Ed, all the things you said, it, it makes
0: sense, but... Uh, unfortunately, I gave this a D. Oh shit! I gave it a C. It just went too long for me. Um, Kane was really blown up. That re- uh, cool reversal out of the Tombstone by Kane, though, into his own—that was pretty cool. The 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 flip out of it, and then and then adjusting Taker so he didn't drop him on his head. So that was nice. Um. Uh, but as Dave says, Taker or Taker hit three tombstones, and that makes Kane look look uh, look quite powerful. Uh, I did say that, yeah. Did Did you say it, or was it Ben? It was definitely me. Both of us. <laughs> okay, <did. laughs> fuck off, Dave. <laughs> All right, let's get to the main event. It's for the WWF title with Mike Tyson as the special enforcer. We get Stone Cold Steve Austin facing Shawn Michaels. Michaels is the champ going in we get to hear the shitty dx band again so that wasn't great. Uh Austin wins the title by pinfall at 20 minutes and 8 seconds. Ben,
1: what were your thoughts? I love the drama with the ring entrances when uh right before they all came out. Yeah. I like the suspense it, b- it built. I like I it. like
0: the music in the background like the dun- 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 yeah. Dun- 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 it's just like what the fuck is going yeah. on, man? That was the dx band playing it. Shut up.
1: Was it not. was not. <laughs> um, the live performance. It
0: awesome. Sounded, Shut up. It sounded off
1: key. It didn't sound great, but it created energy for the entrance. I like that. Um, I like. I really like the beginning with HBK just throwing the jabs and Austin chasing him around the ring, and with the him pulling the tights down with his ass hanging out and then doing like a back uh, bump spot over the top rope and with his ass hitting triple H <laughs> that was, that was a f- phenomenal start to the match. Um, the turnbuckle flip spot. And then that mistime atomic drop is where it all went to hell for HBK? Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, when he because
1: he had nothing. After, well, I mean, I shouldn't say he had nothing. I mean, but
0: he was sapped of a lot of his of a lot of his juice there. Oh my uh, god! When he like, tried that flip spot and he just landed with his lower back right into the turnbuckle, I was like, oh fuck, dude! Like, oh no! I mean, he's. When he's doing his stopping spots, like he
1: usually gets about a, a foot and a half uh, worth of air time whenever he does like a stomp, he barely left the ground. And I mean, trust me, I've, I've messed my back up. The last thing you want to do is jump up and down.
0: The, the one that got me was that after all happened, he he went to pick up Austin's legs to do like a stomp to the midsection, and he had to squat down oh. without like bending over and you could just tell that his back was had just seized up and if he bent over like it even leaned over just a little bit he would have been just fucked you know and I was, I just was like oh man the one that made me just go oh okay
1: Jesus like just end this already is uh, when he jumped off and did his top rope elbow yeah
0: yeah and how the I mean... how the fuck did he do a kip up oh <laughs> <laughs> like what <laughs> I know you need all your (laughs) back to do it. Like, Ben Ben Kenny would give us the words on how he did it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He did it, I was just like, um, how? Yeah. But then as soon as he does it, you see his face just wincing again.
0: Great, I mean, great performance. He's
1: HBK's he's gotta be the show shop That's his uh that's his moniker and everything like that. And I mean, he gets nothing but praise and credit for finishing the match and putting on the performance that he still
0: has. That's right. Dave, you stop yawning. We're in the main event here. Keep it together. I'm not yawning. I'm listening to you. Um Austin
1: Austin was good in this too. I like uh Mike Tyson's involvement. It wasn't too much. Yeah, it was a good use of of Tyson. Um, but I mean, Austin was kind of just uh, going through the motions with this. Um, I mean, was this their best match ever? No. In fact, I thought their match at King of the Ring was a lot better. But I mean, the circumstances were a hell of a lot different back then too. But uh, just with the energy, the drama, and the ending with Tyson, and everything, I gave the match an A plus.
2: All right, and, and
1: I, I I credit a lot of that to just. Shawn Michaels still still outperforming pretty much everybody on the card, even in the condition that he was still in. Dave.
2: The face bump that Michaels did off the apron to the table was a thing of beauty. Yeah. Yep. Oh, the way he sold that with the snap. I was like, this match is so fun. I enjoyed I enjoyed everything, even the entrances, the build-up, all the drama build-up. I loved it when Michael's goes for his flip over the top turnbuckle that's where shit goes down not because of you know he's a terrible performer but because he has a health issue that just came up mm-hmm. and it was i'm not going to lie to you the the match was hard to watch cuz you see how much pain Michael's is in yeah and you selfishly want, like you selfishly want him to like somehow heal and just finish the match and give the performance that we know he can give but at the same time you're like holy fuck man this guy gave us a great match considering the fact that he could not move Uh, there was a spot where he was grabbing Austin and his back gave out and he actually yells fuck and like throws his fist in the round like you can tell like he was knowing that he's a performer that he is and how he holds himself to such a high standard this match and the fact that he couldn't give his all probably that devastated him mentally.
0: Well, I think that was him coming back four years later. This, pro- this match was probably burned in his mind that that's not the way he wanted to go out.
2: It was, it was honorable. It was respectful. Um, he, he killed it. Even with his freaking back giving out and seizing, he gave us a great match. You can see Austin was helping him out, though. There's a lot of spots where Austin was doing a lot of the uh, of the carrying, which is awesome for Austin. So props to him for the for you know adjusting his style and helping him out. And just dropping
1: him really lightly too in some spots.
2: Like it was just it was a great match to showcase how both <laughs> guys are so good. Mm-hmm. You have Austin realizing, okay, H K is is done. I got to help him, and you have H K saying, hell no, I'm going to give you the best I can. I gave the match an A because. Man, Michaels pulled through.
0: I also gave the match an A. Um, I can't add anything more to it than what you guys said, but I will say that these guys did a great job of building drama, working around Michaels' back and building drama. The the figure four stuff had the they had the crowd eating out of the palm of their hand, and yeah, they did. and great job by both guys. Um, Tyson was used properly; it wasn't too much; it was just the right amount. Um, and the finish, uh, Austin hits the stunner after a couple of reversals, and then Tyson comes in and counts the pin. We get a new champ, and then after the match, we get Tyson knocks out Sean, and uh, you get that famous, you know, Jim Ross Tyson, 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 all that stuff. Good stuff. Uh, good end to the pain, good end to an otherwise pretty uneventful WrestleMania, to be quite honest. This was. To me this was a This was one of the worst ones. This was a one match card. You know, if if you want to see like if you take our ratings and you're kind of like like oh yeah, I just want to see that, I would just say watch the main event, the rest of it can be skipped to be quite honest to me. I actually at the
2: end of this pay-per-view, I thought I just watched a raw with a good main event. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right, that brings us to the score and award portion of the program. Dave, go ahead. All right, my workhorse,
2: I give the Shawn Michaels. Yep. I know, I know. It's pretty much given him when Michaels on the card, he gets the workhorse. But this, this one, you have to give it to him. Yeah, because like he busted it. Uh, my tool, I get the Agula. He drove me mental. Uh, second running was gonna be Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, my overall score, 4.5 out of 10. Bad.
1: Uh My performer, as Dave said, Shawn Michaels. How do you not? Um, I mean, Mark Merrill was in the running, but I was like, yeah, you know what? Shawn just had a little more than he did uh, tonight. Um, and uh, my tool went to Sar- Sergeant Slaughter. I have no issues giving that to him at all.
0: Uh, and uh, my score was 5 out of 10. Performer uh, like China. No, I'm just fucking with you. It's Shawn Michaels. <laughs> It's Shawn Michaels. It, it couldn't be anybody else. Like, what he what he went through in that match. Um, he may get performer of the year, even though this is his last match of the year. For me, you know,
2: this is where this is where he earns Mr. WrestleMania. I think.
0: Oh yes, and then he just fur- furthers the legacy when he comes back. One hundred percent tool I gave to Goldust. Um, he for me he needs to go away for a bit. <laughs> and and come back better. I I don't know. Uh, and score. I gave it five out of ten, and that's all on the basis of the main event. Uh, if that would have just been an average, it would probably this this paper probably would have been like a four, maybe a three point five out of ten. Like it wasn't, for
2: for a mania for oh. a mania.
0: Like it wasn't that great. Um, to me, I think this is one of the worst ones we've seen. Yeah, I I remember was eight. Eight wasn't very good. I remember eight wasn't very good, and eleven wasn't great.
2: Wait till WrestleMania twenty seven.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah. Actually, no. <laughs> you know what? No,
1: I I gotta disagree with that. Twenty seven had it had some shitty matches. Like, don't get me wrong, but still better.
0: Um, that's been our episode for this week. Next week we're reviewing WCW Spring Stampede 1998 with the main event of Randy Savage versus Sting for the WCW title in a no disqualification match. What? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's got those payoffs that you're looking for, Dave. Payoffs. I
2: can I can imagine.
0: There you go. And um I'm going to do my best to find out what the fuck buy rates mean and then Ben can stop being mad at me. <laughs> uh so that's it uh for this week everyone have a great week stay safe and be kind have a good one and wear a mask wear a mask you got anything to add to that dave uh no have fun all right cool